Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel of the Series. Yes, even the bad ones. Uh, <laughs> even especially, go fish. Especially the bad ones. <laughs> uh, one by one, we will be spoiler-free for details of future events, but everything up to today is fair game. I'm Harrison, and I, too, choose my living quarters based on the ceiling fans. And dressed like an actual adult, similar to uh, Confidence Xander, and definitely not to the other Xander, I'm Jason. Harrison, what episode are we watching this week? We are watching Buffy Season 5, Episode 3, The Zebo Part 2. I mean, (laughs) The Replacement. Um... This is the one where, after being zapped by a demon named Toth, which is not British for moron, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, and also not the really awesome blind earthbender from Avatar. No, um, Xander is split into two entities: one inha- uh, inhabiting his best qualities. Uh, yeah, turns out they're there. Uh, but unfortunately, they're buried deeply by the qualities exhibited by the other Xander. Uh, and hijinks ensue. As they always do. <laughs> the Replacement was written by our girl Jane Espenson and directed by James A. Contner and originally aired on October 10th, 2000. Yes. I hadn't, uh, written these, this intro yet when we started the episode, but, it, and I didn't really pay attention to the credits at the beginning, but I, there's a point where I was like, Jane wrote this. I can tell. Like, <laughs> uh, we'll get into it in the episode proper, but there are a lot of like, she, I, I think her hit and miss joke ratio is a little off in this one. I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, but you know what? Before we do that, let's do some intro. Yeah. Alright, Jason, this week we are drinking wine, because it's what I had. (laughs) (laughs) How very (laughs) astute of you to put it that way. (laughs) Um, Are we all going to talk like Shatner? Yes. (laughs) Um, A toast. A toast. Uh, I am going to toast my husband. Oh, John Eugene Aurelius. That's not his middle name. It's not, but I think I'd be mad if I said his actual middle name. I don't know. I think it'd be even madder with Eugene. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. Um, my husband's been stuck in a really shitty work situation for a while uh, with a really shitty boss who's really shitty. Um, and um, he he recently got a new job. Um it's going to be a better situation for him. And this was meant to be his last week uh, at his old job. Uh, but yesterday, his boss decided to dial her shittiness up to 17. Uh, and he said, fuck it, and walked out. And I was very proud of him uh, for standing up for himself. And because it's not okay to treat people the way he was mm-hmm. being treated and, uh, uh, and the way his fellow employees were being treated. So... Uh, here's to 
John, and here's to standing up for oneself and uh, not letting people treat you poorly. Prognost. Yes, queen. <laughs> Unfortunately, working in a very shitty job is something that way too many of us can relate to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. This week, we start the episode in the dump. Not <laughs> the actual dump, but Xander's parents' basement. Don't worry, we'll get to the actual dump later. Yeah. Uh, Xander and Anya uh, and Buffy and Riley are watching a, a, uh, like a kung fu movie together. Very um, strange. It, they, they don't strike me as... A group that would do a double date like that. Um, like I that's feel that, fair. I feel that. Um, I feel that uh, Riley and Buffy, would, and probably both Xander and Anya, would uh, be more likely to go to Willow and Tara. Tara, who is absent, absent. from this episode, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it. Um, I got the impression because it, in of the later scene. When Xander goes to Willow, it looks like she's coming back from a class. So maybe mm. Willow has, like, a night class she's taking. Um, so she just wasn't available to hang. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I'm going with. Um, I thought at first you were saying it's weird that they're watching a kung fu movie. And I was like, we see them watch weird shit all the time. Like, no, no, no. no. That's a, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. kung fu movies are very, uh, very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, they're not really my bag, but I, I certainly see the appeal of them. It's funny because, like, uh, with martial arts movies in general, they can range from, like, super amazing, like, Yip Man, to not that great. And kind of silly, like, Kung Pao, Into the Fist. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got, uh, then we, we get this very uncomfortable situation happening when, uh, Xander's parents arrive home and are screaming at each other and something gets broken uh, and uh, Riley, Xander, and Anya are all trying to pretend like they don't hear it Buffy actually is not paying attention. Yeah. She's too engrossed in her history book. Which, I mean, hey, way to go with this initiative. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, remember uh, remember how excited Willow was for Buffy's initiative? Yeah. Um, not the initiative, just yeah, Buffy's initiative. Yes, Buffy's initiative. initiative. Yes. Uh, <coughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... I do, I I love how Anya's, like, rubbing his leg, like, trying to comfort him, and, uh, but it's, yeah, it's just uncomfortable, and this is one thing I, we've said before, I wish the show would touch on Xander's home life a little more. I don't it, need to see it, like, explicitly, but I would really like all, to see it's it It's always connect. something that's more of, like, uh... Oh, hey, this is going on, but yeah, that's it. Exactly. And I'd really love it if the show would have done a better job. I think it's one of those things where it's like looking through this from the lens of 2021. Um, if the show was being made today, they probably would have done a better job of connecting um, Xander's less admirable qualities um, with the home life that he's coming from. Mm -hmm. um, like, in particularly his possessiveness um, and kind of need to control his female friends. Yeah. Which is a trait that I'm sure he 
got from his shitty father. Um, so, but, um, they, uh, um, they're watching the movie. Buffy is upset about, uh, the unrealistic, uh, fighting, uh, she sees in the film, which, uh, she's like, well, if we were watching an army movie, it would make Riley crazy. And Willow gets mad when, when we're watching witch movies like and xander's like yeah she's always like who uses a cauldron anymore cut to somebody <laughs> using a cauldron yes uh our first glimpse of toth the uh monster of the week who's this kind of cool like the discotheque demon yeah um <laughs> kind of i'm always a fan of like any sort of monster design or like demon design where there's like veins or like glowing like you know what I mean? Like what what this guy is? Mm-hmm. I where like it looks like their skin is kind of cracked. Um, uh, he was also giving me vibes of the villains of this new season of Doctor Who that is currently airing. Um, oh yeah, the ones with like all the crazy like yeah. spike faces. Yeah, um, like not a one for one, but I was like, um, so yeah, I'm always into that sort of kind of monster design, um, pinhead stuff like that. Um, Although, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think Pinhead is one of the more boring uh, Cinebite designs. I really like the one who's got, like, the razors coming out of his face. Uh, the one from uh, Cabin in the Woods? Uh, n- similar. It's uh, it's just another one of the Cinebites in, in the Hellraiser movies. Oh, okay. Um, but gotcha. it actually, yes, I, I think that guy in Cabin in the Woods is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And obviously... An homage to Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're um, oh yeah, that's that's the end of the the teaser. Yeah, I was yeah, like, we get we get opening credits. <laughs> opening credits. Um, we oh, and this is what prompts in this whole situation is prompting Xander to say he needs to get a new apartment. Um, or an apartment. An apartment, yes. <laughs> so the next day, uh, the gang, uh, Sans, Tara, for <laughs> reasons Scheduling of, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely with Amber Benson. Um, it was, say, scheduling or budget. Like, <laughs> or both. <laughs> um, uh, they go visit this really, really gorgeous apartment that, like... Yeah, that in no way in hell Xander could afford. I don't care, like, how much he's getting paid at that construction site. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, with it being in California. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, okay. Counterpoint. We do know that property values are super low in Sunnydale. Fair enough. Because of the death rate. <laughs> okay. And he does Fair get enough. a promotion during the episode. It's, it's <laughs> always a buyer's market <laughs> in, in Sunnydale. Yeah. Um, so Xander could only afford this apartment in Sunnydale. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's stunning. Anya's like, he'll take it. Like, Buy this for me now. now. <laughs> Xander, go get the furniture. I'll wait here. Go get the furniture. Um, and then, um, God, Buffy and Riley, they like just immediately go to the bedroom during the tour right? to make out. That's... That's tacky. Mm-hmm. 
They are like just a tacky couple. <laughs> That's almost as tacky as Xander's outfit. Oh god, almost it's real bad. This is the this I, is the Nadir of I Xander outfit. Literally about to say Nadir. Like <laughs> this is the true Nadir of the Xander outfits. And like you said when we were watching it, it's done for it's done for the effect of just super contrasting the confident Xander with. The others, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it's the sad thing is it's not too far off of some of the stuff that he wore in the first few seasons. I'm going to propose that we refer to them as Goofus Xander and Gallant Xander of the <laughs> popular children's magazine highlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That made me think of uh, Doofus and Diligent from that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Goofus and Gallant? Yep. All right, we'll, co- we'll go with that. I like yeah. that. Um, I, when, I, when I was a kid and was, would get my, get my Highlights magazine in the mail, Goofus and Gallant was the first section I would go to. They were my favorite. I, I, never, I never got Highlights as a kid. The only time I ever saw was like in a doctor's or dentist's mm. office. Yeah. And all the puzzles had already been done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Xander doesn't think he can afford this apartment, which upsets Anya, um, and she makes a bit of a scene, and (laughs) everyone's uncomfortable. Um, a lot of people just being uncomfortable in this episode. Yeah, that actually is a rolling theme for this whole episode. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Giles receives a visit from our new friend, Toth the Demon, and Toth the magic demon. <laughs> he um he's looking for the slayer and he's but he's not there and Giles is like, I'm gonna beat you with this fertility statue and he gets a couple good hits in. Yeah. Uh, before <laughs> the demon just it doesn't really have any effect, but yeah. the demon just wipes the floor with him. And I got so excited because I thought for sure we were getting the return of unconscious Giles. It was not to be. Giles remained he, he disappointingly did, conscious. He does comment later, though, that he's glad that he's not dead. He didn't. He isn't dead or knocked out, which is yeah. an improvement. Yeah, I am. Uh, I checked because I was like, it's been a while since we've had unconscious Giles. It's been since season three's Gingerbread. And we only have one more for the rest of the series. Wow. Once in season six. That, that just goes to show how little development there was for Giles in <laughs> in season four. Right. <laughs> um, so Giles informs the gang about this demon, and they uh, identify him as Toth, the only surviving demon of the Tothric clan. Mm. Uh, and these demons, uh, or this one last one, last of the Tothrics, um, they are a little more sophisticated than your average demon. They like to use tools and, um, and they, they don't fight barehanded. Yeah. And, uh, but I wonder, could they use bare hands as tools? I think that would be fair. Like, yeah, <laughs> I am all about, I would now, now this is what I wish we'd seen. Um, <laughs> um, so they determine that based on what Giles describes, uh, the smell of the demon, um, he is set up shop at the city dump. No, he does not smell sandalwood. He does <laughs> not. Uh, and they won't have to go to an olfactory. <laughs> 
the old factory. <laughs> um, I, I I do appreciate that Xander was legitimately joking, and like I think that would maybe be been a bridge too far for like Xander being kind of for goofus. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, it. I I don't know why. I mean. I know the reason why Toth is set up shop in the dump is so that Xander has the most humiliating place to wake up in. <laughs> um, but it seems weird for the character. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many caves that right? he yeah. can use. Um, or you know, maybe maybe he's maybe he's like a hipster sort of guy. Like you know, he's maybe. like I, I'm not. I'm not average demon. I use tools. I hang out at the dump, man. But before we get to Toph, we do have our obligatory spike appearance. <laughs> yes. Which, like, this is literally the only scene he has in the episode. Nope, he has he has one more. Um, with the mannequin. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. It's real brief. But... I forgot about that, but yeah, um, he's like, he's just, speaking of which, he is grabbing, like, mannequin parts and a light. Yeah. And, uh, like, and uh, Willow actually comments that it's a nice lamp, <laughs> uh, which is then destroyed. <laughs> it's really funny because Spike like says, "Yeah, get him, demon guy," and then and then like uh, like uh, one of his blasts like ricochets and destroys the lamp. He's like, "Hey, I was on your side." Yeah. Uh, so I guess that tells us that uh, the spell only works on sentient beings. Uh, we would not have gotten two lamps. One kind of like with a light bulb that doesn't work and one that Brian shines really brightly. Mm-hmm. Um, it only has like one setting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like one of those that like if you touch it it comes on. Like, Ooh, yeah. Is, isn't that so weird that it seems that only lamps that were made before a certain time are like that? I, I, I never understood how that worked. <laughs> I feel like I should know how it works because I... I remember my grandma had some of those lamps, and I think even my parents had used to have some of those lamps. But I would like experiment. Like I would always be like, okay, every time I touch it, the light comes on. But then I would like cover my hand with like a blanket or something, and I would touch it, and it wouldn't come on. Like, how does it do that? <laughs> and I feel like I'm a scientist. I should fucking know how it does that. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I assume it's electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is funny though that those are not really a thing anymore. Yeah. Probably, honestly, it's probably one of those things that was like really popular because it was kind of cool and gimmicky, but in the long term was probably super impractical and like... Do you remember, uh, the clap on, clap off lights? Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. The clapper and like those infomercials that would play at like... 4 p.m. while you're doing your homework after school. <laughs> Watching the WB. Oh. oh, yeah. I remember the, uh, I remember a, um, a convection oven. It was, you set it and forget it. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of the WB, I will show this to you once we finish, Jason. But listeners, if you haven't seen it, um, go find the, like, this, like, it's like, it's, I'm sure it's cursed. This it's this ad for the WB from like um would have been around this period because um it was um because it had both Buffy and Angel as separate shows featured in it. Okay. Um so I'm guessing it was probably ha- this was probably around season four. 
uh, slash season one. But it's, like, the entire, like, cast of, like, all the WB shows, like, singing and dancing to this song about the WB. And it's, and, like, all, like, intermingling with each other at, like, a party or something. And it's so uncomfortable. It's, yeah. like, it's the cringiest thing ever. And there's, like, this... I think that, I think it's a shot of like I think it's David Boreanaz where he's like dancing, uh, and he like you could just see in his eyes he does not want to be there. He doesn't <laughs> want to be doing this. This is in my contract. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, Toth gets off another blast. Uh, this one hits Xander when Xander pushes Buffy out of the way. Good job, Xander. Yeah. Um. I I'm. I'm always here for Xander being brave, because I think that is something we can all agree on, I think, because Xander's yes. pretty brave. He's brave. Foolish. Foolish. But brave. But brave. Um, and, you know, kind of, I would say, uh, by taking this blast for Buffy, kind of saving the day, because mm-hmm. um, it probably would have gone really poorly had he not. Um, so... Um, he gets blasted back into the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, and then Toth retreats. Yeah, um, I guess he's only got a little bit of a, a certain amount of ammo in his, I guess. Uh, in his staff. Um, yeah, I guess it only works the once. Like, once it's hit someone and split them, then he's got to go brew up another. <laughs> uh, um, so they help... Uh, the gang helps what we will later learn is gallant Xander to his feet. And uh, they're like, you know, walk it off. You're, you got it. Um, but leave Goofus Gallant in the garbage. Goofus Xander. Goofus. Goofus. Like, you, you set up the Goofus and Gallant system to keep them separate. You can't just say Goofus Gallant. Yeah, not till the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he... He's un- still unconscious, uh, so thank God someone's unconscious. <laughs> Swear to God, if I if I don't have a lack of consciousness in this episode, I'm gonna fucking lose I'm it. Scream! Uh, the next morning he wakes up and he's like, "What the fuck? Why am I sleeping in the dump? We've all been there, Xander. Don't beat yourself up." Uh, I don't think we've all been there. I think that might be all uh, been there. I think that might be a personal experience there. <laughs> you know, I've woken up in a lot of weird places, but the dump is not one of them. Thank goodness. That's good. I I would feel very uncomfortable if I woke up in like an exposed area. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I actually have done that before. That wasn't like straight up camping, uh, and I don't think so. That's good. Um. He goes back to his house, uh, can't get in, and that's when he finds Gallant Xander uh, inside, uh, getting ready, uh, really ripped. Um, And, you know, trying to look like an actual adult by wearing clothes that adults wear that actually match, and uh, also combing his hair back, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Harrison didn't like this outfit choice. Um, the only problem I have with it is that, for Gallant Xander, is that he, um, it's a little loose, yeah. which is, like, that was, which was the style at the right. time. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm actually not opposed to, like, what he's wearing, like, khakis and a blue shirt. That's pretty, I, I have khakis and blue shirts that I've worn before, like, it's pretty standard. But, yeah, it's just the style. I just don't like that style. Yeah. It, but it, I'm it, not it, gonna fault them for dressing him in the style that was 
apropos for the the period they were yeah. in. Like, um, I mean, it definitely looks better than what Goofus is still oh, wearing. So Which okay, let's actually. So it's like red pants. Which, okay. actually don't mind the red pants. They're fine on their own. Long sleeve, tight yellow shirt. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I don't think, even without the shirt that he has on over it, I don't think it would look good on no. really any anything. No. Yeah. And yeah, and then this kind of floral buttoned, short sleeve button up over top of the long sleeve. Which, listen, I do remember the era of the short sleeve button ups over the... I did it. I did it. And I still do it. But um, it's not a bad look, but it is when the shirts are all ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and none of them match. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, yeah, he kind of follows this uh, Xander around while tripping over everything. And um, meanwhile, Spike. In his lair, he's put together a Buffy mannequin, which he kicks the head off of, and he's like, "Soon, Slayer, soon, I'll catch you, catch it." <laughs> <laughs> um, God, the the wiki sucks this week for helping me guide <laughs> us through. Well, Xander, um, the first place that Gallant goes to is the construction site. Mm-hmm. And he starts doing work uh, with Xander's hard hat on uh, when the boss calls him and says, like, hey, I want you to come to the office for a minute. And uh, Goofus is watching him and he's like, ha, well, you get my job, now you get to get fired. <laughs> and, then, um, and then, like, he does that right near uh, Porta John, which a uh, guy opens up and smacks Xander right in the face, like, Harris, where's your hard hat? <laughs> Goofus. Um... Gallant Xander doesn't get fired. He gets a promotion. Because as it turns out, Xander's really good at carpentry. Yes, and it's it's something that Goofus does not notice because the uh, his boss does say you put in like a saw like all your, your lack of experience, but um, you do you've done great work, which means that this isn't just a thing that happened today. This yeah. is something that he's been doing. Yeah. And, uh, but Xander also notices that, or excuse me, Goofus notices that <laughs> Gallant is actually holding a shiny coin, and it looks like that it's hypnotizing his boss, but, uh, he's, the boss says, hey, you get, like, uh, you should go out with your girl and celebrate. I've already got an idea. Yeah. Cut to the apartment! Yes. Um, yeah, he gets the apartment. Uh, and then... Gets real flirty with, uh, well, she doesn't gets, get flirty. Yeah, she she gets flirty. yeah, she comes on to him. Yeah. He, he's receptive, but I think not in an inappropriate way that's like a betrayal of Anya. Yeah, it's more I of like a, like, yeah, sure. kind of enjoying okay. the tension, mm-hmm. but isn't going to do anything about it because for all of his faults, I don't believe Xander would ever cheat on Anya. Mm-hmm. Um, at some Although, point during all of this... She does call Anya and... Oh, yeah. Oh, my. What is she wearing? She's wearing silk pajamas, which would be fine on their own, but they're like... God, these like It's the shoulders. They've got these huge, puffy shoulders. Yeah. And... And unlike uh, Anne of Green Gables, you do not want these puff sleeves. Yeah, they're not... They're not good. And it's making me think of a very specific... It doesn't feel very Anya. 
Um, and I am thinking of a very specific set of uh, silk pajamas that she will wear in future episode that feel very Anya. Yeah, it, like I looked at that and at first I thought maybe it was like some kind of ghastly nightgown from the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, that would be funny, except that none of her other wardrobe matches that. Right? Yeah. Like, like she doesn't, she dresses with the times. She dresses better than Xander does. Yeah. I, she dresses better than Buffy sometimes. I, I think <laughs> Anya's, uh, one of the many roles that Anya has taken from Cordelia since she moved on, over to Angel is being the best dressed. <laughs> like, uh, usually. Um, that being said, um, I, I think, uh, I think Willow it has gotten to a point where she's very good fashion. Yes. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, mm, we're going to see a lot of corsets in the future. <laughs> um, but right now, right. Yeah. She's doing good. I like, I liked this, that like orange sweater with like the little triangle or like diamond window at the neck. Yeah. I don't know what to call that, but, um, at some point during all of this, uh, Buffy and Riley are making out, which is a bummer. Um, but what's not a bummer is Dawn coming in and making gross kissing noises, <laughs> which I had looked away for like a second when the noises started. And I, for a second, I thought it was the actual kissing noises. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What's going on, James? What's going on, James? <laughs> um, but, uh, Buffy and Dawn get into some fun little... Uh, sister, sisterly sister, irritations. Sister. Um, the cast of Sister, Sister is in that advertisement that I was describing. Of course. Um, actually, uh, Jack A. Uh, Harry is like kind of the lead of it. Lead of it. She's like singing the song because she's a really talented mm-hmm. singer. Um, but yeah, they're they're doing. Don's doing the. Buffy's doing like the get out of my room. And Don's doing the I'm in the hallway thing. And uh, poor Joyce, the, these these two girls are giving her a headache. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and the one thing they finally learn to share is uh, responsibility for that headache. Yep, it's Joyce's, as she says, my two teenage girls in the house headache. Mm. Um, hilarious. all right um so confident xander gallant xander uh is accosted by goofus xander at the apartment and uh gets and goofus gets punched in the face goofus gets punched gallant flees and naturally he goes straight to giles's uh he tells Giles, Buffy, and Riley about the uh, the doppelzander. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this demon took my face. <laughs> and we have to go, and we have to kill it. By the way, it should be noted that uh, uh, Gallant Xander, uh, Goofus also noticed that Gallant, with both the uh, woman selling the apartment, renting mm. the apartment, and with uh, the gang at Giles's, um, he had his shiny coin. Uh, but Goofus decides that there's only one person who'll know the real him. Yep. And it's our girl, Willow. Yep. Uh, and to add insult to injury, it's raining. So not only is Xander still wearing the awful outfit, um... Which is dirty. Dirty from sleeping in the dump all night. He probably <laughs> smells terrible. Now he's also soaking wet. 
Jane literally was like, she took she took out when she was writing this episode. She took out her little trusty little notebook and she was just just made a list of every possible humiliating thing. <laughs> I was like imagining like uh, right before she started writing this episode. Like, uh, Nicholas Brennan just stole her lunch one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it had my name on it and everything. It had Jane right there. <laughs> but then he, then he like, loaned her five bucks so she could buy coffee. So, like, then she wrote Gallant Xander. <laughs> like, it was a complicated week for their relationship. <laughs> but now, um, it should be noted that, uh... The having two Xanders on the screen at the same time mm-hmm. is not uh, cinematic magic as it normally is. Uh, Nicholas Brendan does have a twin brother. Indeed he does. Who has been his stunt double, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Uh, Donovan is his name, I believe. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he acts as uh, Xander's stunt double on the show. And for this episode, when they had needed two Xanders, they were like... Um, Incidentally, one of the reasons why Xander's stunt double is usually the most, or always, the most seamless. Like, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Nicholas Brendan does the majority of the heavy lifting in the episode. Every time it's ju- it's not like he plays one Xander and his brother plays the other. He plays both Xanders um, in all of the solo scenes. And then when they are together, he's playing the the Xander who has like the most stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they probably in the scenes where they're together, I would, I would guess they ha- they filmed it both ways. Um, and then did some magic editing. So yeah. it is Nicholas Brendan doing most of the work in the episode, but, um, shout out to, uh, to his brother though, because it, when they are together, excuse me. And like, I can't tell which ones are normal Xander. Yeah. Um, uh, Or which one's Nicholas, because they are both Xander. Yeah, no, I remember, uh, I think, um, I didn't know that uh, it was Xander's twin brother in the episode. I always just assumed that, like, it was like other TV shows that you just, you know, film in a certain way, a la Orphan Black. Yeah. Uh, But um, the... But yeah, I think it was Ben who told me that, like, oh yeah, that's Nicholas Brennan's brother. Like, what? Yeah. They like, because, I mean, there are twins out there, and then there are twins, Mm -hmm. and oh my god. So, I just, before you got here, actually, I was watching, um, uh, earlier today I was watching the pilot episode of the new I Know What You Did Last Summer television show, and two of the characters are sisters, um, and (laughs) I was like, damn! This show did a great job casting these two women as these sisters. They look nearly identical. They could be twins. And then one of the characters mentioned that they are twins. And then I looked, and it's the same actress <laughs> playing twins. <laughs> and I was it's like, like, it's like a reverse um, Olsen twins uh, from yeah. Full House, where they have like, yeah. where where the uh, both sisters uh, took turns playing the character. Yeah. That's what we call a reversal. So, <laughs> um, um, so uh, Xander goes to Willow. He is soaking wet, uh, and he's like, "Willow, it's me, Xander. You have to trust me. You have to believe me. I and can prove it. I can she, prove and it." She's like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I, love, I, 
I love that she has because she hasn't heard from the gang because as I mentioned before, it looks like she's coming from a class. So she doesn't know the situation. Exactly. So she, just, she just has a situation where a friend busts in claiming to be himself and she's like, I want to see where this goes. You know, I, I, and you know what? I feel like if you did that to me, like if you just like showed up in my house and uh, like, Jason, it's it's the real me. You got to believe it. I feel like, Okay, uh, I, I do that too. Yeah. So um, I do. I want to. I want to list this. What uh, what he says to prove because they're pretty cute. Um, when they were kids, uh, it was Xander's. I believe what did he say sixth birthday. Seventh. Seven, one of yeah, sixth or seventh. He really wanted a toy fire truck. And he didn't get one, but luckily for him, the neighbor's house burned down, and all the real fire trucks came. And he thought he always believed that Willow set the fire. <laughs> Which she doesn't deny. She, yeah, because he because <laughs> he kind of still seems to believe it a bit. Because he's like, and if you did, you can't tell me. And yeah, she doesn't say yes or no. So uh, the Willow burned down someone's house as a child option is on the table. Um, Xander's uh, then tells Willow that he, uh, for a while in the previous year, uh, he thought he was lactose intolerant, but it turned out it was just bad brie. Um, and it sounds like. Like, like a, like a punk rock version of Brie Larson. Bad Brie. She dyes her hair so black and blue. Basically her character in Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the iconic one when he tells him, tells her that uh, every Christmas she comes over to his house and they watch a Charlie Brown Christmas and he does the Snoopy dance, which is a callback to Lover's Walk. Um, and, uh, then he does the Snoopy dance. I mean, I think Nicholas Brendan does a pretty damn good Snoopy dance. Honestly, if you had told, if I didn't know that it was the Snoopy dance, I wouldn't have known. I mean, like if he hadn't have said it, then I wouldn't have known. Here's the thing about the dances of the Peanuts. Having played, uh, Linus Van Pelt in a production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. What they're doing is really difficult to recreate because they are <laughs> they're cartoon they're characters. cartoons that are not really proportionate to a, a real human body. Um, so, and as someone who the iconic Peanuts music plays during Linus's song, and I was the one in charge of leading like the 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 Peanuts dance. It's hard to re- they're hard to recreate, yeah. especially Snoopy's because he does that weird like jump and like shimmy his feet a couple times mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say given his human limitations i think he does a good job fair enough <laughs> good job goofus <laughs> um but yeah then then willow's just like uh why wouldn't i believe that it's you and uh that's when he explains that there's a uh, that gallon has been going all around town and uh living his life better than he lives it and uh, he's got everybody convinced, including uh, Buffy, Giles, and Riley. That, and uh, he also starts worrying about Anya. No. Um, and uh, but then he like starts kind of being miserable because he's like, "Man, what what's the point? Like he's living, he's doing things so much better than I am." And uh, that actually, I will say, that's probably like the note that hit. That's probably like the. Part of the episode that really got to me. Yeah. Because Lord knows we all go through multiple moments of self-doubt <laughs> in our lives. And uh, 
I'm pretty sure there are times when we think like, oh, there's there's probably like this better version of me that can do things better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, there's there's a TV show on Netflix I never got around to watching, but I believe it starred Paul Rudd. And oh he yeah, plays, and he plays both himself and like a clone that's a better version of himself, mm-hmm. and uh, it ends up like uh, he ends up like living his life better than Paul Rudd does, which. It's funny because, you know, Paul Rudd, I think, lives his life very well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't watch that either. I didn't know that was the premise of it. It kind of reminds me of the um, music video for uh, um, Amy Mann's song, Charmer, which uh, basically Amy's like, I'm really sick of, like, going on tour. It's exhausting. Like, and her manager's like, oh, you just need to get one of these, like robot duplicates who goes on tour for you like everyone's doing it and so she does and the robot duplicate is played by laura linney um and who doesn't look a ton like amy (laughs) man but it really kind of works in like the video's (laughs) favor um because he's like dressed like amy man but like is like a little shorter but um in the video like she's just the robot's like thriving on tour and amy's getting like jealous and it's a funny (laughs) video um but yeah, he, yeah, he has, yeah, it's kind of this breakdown of like, what's the point? Like why? Yeah. And then and you, you, well, you mentioned, of course, that this is, uh, that this is the Zeppo part two. Um, and I think, uh, I think the thing about the Zeppo is that it is a examination of Xander's role in the group, mm-hmm. in the Scooby gang, whereas this episode is a much kind of more personal journey for Xander. Yes. Um, and in a way, I kind of, I prefer that beat, though overall I think I prefer the Zeppo more. That's Just fair. The Zeppo's funnier. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I agree. I think that taking the time to get really introspective with Xander um, and to literally separate his good and bad qualities and kind of compare and contrast them um, is is a really smart thing to do for this character in particular. I don't think this shtick would have worked with another character. I think you're right. Because, um, you know, I, I feel like every other character in the cast, even Riley at this point, <laughs> is certain of who they are. Mm-hmm. And Xander isn't. Yeah. Xander's really never been certain of who mm-hmm. he is. Um, and he, of our characters too, he's the one who most frequently allows his worst qualities to surface. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are... Yeah, the goofiest Xander is very close to the Xander that we are familiar exactly, with. Exactly, yeah. Um, he's a much more exaggerated version of of regular Xander. So, so it's... Um, the twist, the the gallant Xander is also just as Xander, um, actually works because we're we're so used to seeing this. Whereas you know Buffy has her bad sides. Like all of our characters have flaws, but their their um, their positive qualities tend to shine through more than their negative qualities. Um, Willow is able to. Oh, also at this point, everyone's figured out. Uh, both both groups have figured out. Toth did this. Yeah. Um, Willow is able to kind of smack Xander out of his funk by reminding him of Anya. And that's when 
some of uh, Gallant Xander starts to emerge in Goofus because he puts his foot down and says, no, he can have anything in my life, but he can't have her. Because he is, needs Anya. Yeah. Um, which he does. She's been really good for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he, he races off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, at the... Uh... Well, before he races off, though, on Willow's like, this has been happening all day and you're just now thinking about <laughs> Anya. And he's like, well, let's see how you handle having an evil twin and runs off. And Willow's like, I handled it fine. Um, <laughs> Which, that's arguable. Uh, <laughs> you kind of got horny for your uh, for your evil twin. Kind of gay. <laughs> um, but, the, but yeah, and... Uh, Could a human do this? <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Humans the, do that. At the same time, uh, uh, Buffy tells Gallant Xander to uh, go stay with uh, Anya. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know... So that they can figure out where Goofus is. Yeah. And they need Gallant Xander out of the way because Buffy does not want to make a, the obvious mistake that can happen and kill the wrong one. Yep. Um, so, Gallant Xander prepares a lovely picnic uh, for the half-furnished apartment. Um <laughs> And, uh... It's more furniture than some apartments come with, so... Yeah. It was, like, well, and it's, like... I was kind of weird. I was, like, okay, the bed looks to be, like, built in. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell if the couches were... Well, the chairs... The chairs look, like... Because this is before they moved anything in. Right. And so there are, like, the distinct chairs there, even though... Right. Even though Gallon has the thing set up on the on the floor. And then, of course... Cannot forget the microwave. Of course. Yeah. It's just weird that it, this apartment apparently comes with some furnishing. Or maybe it's not. I, I never looked, because I've always had just my own possessions and furnishings when I've moved to places, so I've never looked for apartments that are come furnished, because that is a thing. Um, so it, maybe it's entirely possible that there are places that are, like, partially furnished. Or I'm really sick of this word now, so it's... <laughs> um, <laughs> furnished. Yeah. But he... Yeah, he prepares a lovely picnic. Uh, meanwhile, Xander is... Uh, uh, Goofus Xander is, has gone to Anya's place. And here's the message that Gallant left for her earlier. He rushes off to save her, but first starts searching through her drawers for something. Her chest of drawers, not her... her her, underwear her drawers um, um although one of those is probably an underwear drawer so yeah. uh let's be real anya doesn't wear underwear like she just doesn't i think i think she wears bras um probably and uh because i think that might be like when she was researching humanity when she first became <laughs> a human She's like, oh, that that makes sense. I, I, I probably need to wear one of those because, like, because I mean, no, not having experienced this myself, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you don't want like your tits just like flopping everywhere when you walk. Do you think, as a as an as a uh, as a vengeance demon, Anya just has natural support? That's just part of vengeance demon physiology. That seems that seems like a fair. That assumption. seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I could, I could easily see, I could easily see Anya um, being like, uh, "Oh, what? Wait a minute, why do I need to buy underwear? I already have like the dresses and the pants." Yeah, so. it seems unreasonable. Like, that's um, a, just another expense. 
Um, but no, I feel like she would definitely have bras. Okay. So, um, their goofus dander interrupts their lovely picnic. Well, I feel like we should talk about what Gallant and Anya are talking about because oh yes, yeah, you're right. That's kind, I, of, I, I kind of important. I forgot about that. Well, I was like, I was, I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, because no, like, it, we don't go straight from. But yes, yeah, Gallant is uh, basically saying like he's. He's getting Anya in the mood, or he thinks he's getting Anya in the mood. And Anya says, and Anya's like, oh, well, what's next? He's like, well, I feel like we take our clothes off. And, I mean, she's already she's already ahead of the game because she doesn't have any underwear. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but, yeah, and uh, she says, like, no, but what's next for our lives? Like, I mean, we have a, like, when are you going to get a car or, and, or a boat? No, not a boat, a puppy or a baby. <laughs> yeah. And he says, like, well, there's time for that. And she's like, no, there isn't time. I'm dying. And he's like, what? And she says, yeah, I only have about, like, maybe 50 years at the most. And um, that's when Gallant is aware that, uh, and Xander may not be perceptive with most people, really any people except for Anya. Anya has always been kind mm. of like the... I disagree with that a bit. I think being perceptive of Anya or being perceptive of everyone I else? think he's perceptive of everyone. I think what we're seeing here, the difference is he knows how to take that perception and put it into words that are okay. helpful gotcha. and not a joke. stupid. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, but yeah, and this is like, this is when we see... Oh, one of the best parts about Xander is how much he cares for Anya. And he's, like, basically saying, like, so, like, when she got hurt in the last episode of Buffy, uh, the reason that she had the sling in her arm, uh, was her arm in a sling, is uh, because, um, and uh, she's worried because it's, like, the most she's been hurt while she's been mortal. Mm -hmm. And... Zan and Gallant understands that freaks her out. And, uh, of course, and so it's like, it's a nice moment that they have. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why, uh, you know, Xander keeps saying that he's like, uh, jealous of, of, uh, Buffy and Riley together. But I mean, I don't think Buffy and Riley have ever looked as good of a couple as Xander and Anya. No. No. Ever. Yeah. Uh, which... Xander's gonna learn at the end of the episode yeah. that, but uh, but Goofus does show up. Yeah, they scuffle uh, and. But uh, should we go back to Giles's apartment first? Yes, we okay. should because that yeah we this is where Willow does show up. Willow shows up and she's like, "You had a Xander, I had a Xander, but my Xander was the real Xander because he knew things that only he could know." And Buffy and Riley are like, "Yeah." Sander did seem confident. confident. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, Giles is saying good lord. Good uh, lord. But nobody's paying attention to him, despite the... She's like, well, you're always saying good lord. He's like, yes, and every time, it's important. Yeah. And this is where he uh, describes that what Toth did, he finds in the book, is he split Xander into two. Um, one with all of his best qualities, one with all of his worst qualities... Which was obviously intended for Buffy to... And I really don't like the way this is framed. Because, because it makes it seem like that all the qualities of that are Buffy are good, but all the qualities of the Slayer are bad. Or, no, I feel like it's saying the opposite. Ah. I feel like it's saying that Buffy's qualities are her weaknesses, 
and the, the Slayer is her strength, and I don't think that's fair. If they had said, well, we've literally had multiple yeah, episodes about this. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and I don't think that was the intention. I think, honestly, I think it w- should have just been, um, you know, the same thing. Happened. I think this. Should, I think the intention is it's the exact same thing that is happening with Sander. That one Buffy would have gotten all of Buffy's worst qualities, such as. You know, sometimes her arrogance, um, her her penchant for running away when things are hard and not confiding in people, you know. Um, and the, Her attraction to Riley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other Buffy would have gotten her uh, resourcefulness, her, you know, her her bravery, her courage. I mean, those are the same things. Um, her kindness. Um, because those are Buffy traits, not mm-hmm. Slayer traits. Yeah. And then you could have said, oh, and this one would have also gotten the super strength. Right. So this Buffy would have been easier to kill. Because that was the plan. Split them, kill one, they both die. Yeah. Um, I think they just could could have tweaked that dialogue a bit to not imply that Buffy, weak, Slayer, strong. Because yeah. no. Uh, but, uh, Buffy and Riley race in, uh, in Riley's BMW... To the uh, to um, Xander and Anya's apartment, and while they're doing this, they talk about how um, uh, Buffy's a little worried, and she looks at uh, Riley and says, "Oh, do you wish that I had been uh, hit with that blast? Because then you would have had just Buffy." Um, and uh, then Riley, in a in like, if it had been any other character, it would have been good. But Riley is yeah. like. Riley has almost no point now except to be Buffy's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what ended up happening is like, and he's, but he says, um, oh, all the stuff like about you is like, that's all Buffy. Like what I have now, that's like the real Buffy. It's, I get the whole package and that's, that's, and it's a great package. Yeah. It's a lovely sentiment. It's a great thing for him to say. It's the right thing for him to say in this moment. I'm just so not invested in this character it's like at this point it's not even a like it's just i have i have no i don't care about this relationship i don't care about this character he can say and do all the right things i'm glad like i but i just well his story was tied so much to the initiative Mm -hmm. and now that the initiative's gone he's literally just like he he's even less than xander in priority for the group he could have if and this is, you know, I, we mentioned this last season. You know, the idea was he's Buffy's new boyfriend who is just a normal guy. And then they walk it back immediately with the initiative stuff. And if he had just always been Buffy's normal guy, maybe this character, or normal boyfriend, maybe this character, you know, th- that's a dynamic that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does he relate to this world? Can he relate to this world? How does he change himself to relate to this world? Um, or does he? Instead, he's, like, he's, you know, Buffy's boyfriend in the field, Angel 2.0, but it's got a lot of glitches. Like, they they, yeah. they need to patch it up a lot, and they're, they're failing. Um, but, so, yeah, even though this is an emotional scene on paper, and I, I think Mark Blucas plays it well, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, but let's go back to the apartment. Yeah. Uh, Goofus, Goofus decides to pull Anya's gun yeah. out on Gallant, and uh, and yeah, and like 
So Anya's freaking out. Like, everybody's fighting over the gun. They're a little worried about, like... The ceiling fan. The, well, I was worried about the ceiling fan. <laughs> oh, that's, they words. oh uh, that's right. I Well, I was... I thought a moment where it was like, maybe it was Anya. Um, no, it was I do... There is a really lovely moment when Xander's like, Anya, look into my eyes. And she does the... Because they don't know yet, but we do at this point. And she does this, like, back and forth, and she just, like, stammers. Like, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which... To me, is like her subconscious going, In their like both yeah, um, uh, because of all the characters, uh, Anya, I think, is we we all we often joke that Anya seems to like see much better qualities in Xander than there are, and I think that's not true. I think Anya's really perceptive of Xander's better qualities, even though they're not usually on full display um i'll I'll agree with that so um so to her it's not shocking when he's being sweet and charming and romantic Mm -hmm. um because she gets to see him in a different lens than the other characters yeah um buffy and riley do show up and uh that's when they reveal like hey you're both xander uh you're you like got split and then um then of course toth shows up and uh Buffy's able to, uh... Actually, now that I think about it, I can't remember how the fight ended. She stabs him. Okay. She gets him pinned, yeah, sword, and Riley shows right. him the sword. It's a... It's fine. Toth is a... A cool villain, but... He, and he's got a cool design. I like his design. I think it's great. But he's not essential to the story. He's there to split Xander and then get killed. Yep. Like, and that's fine. And, and that's that's, that's all he needs that to be. That is what he did. Um... And, yeah, so they're, they kill Toth, uh, Xander's, uh, both Xander's are upset because that cleaning deposit is definitely gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that happens. <laughs> so they go back to, they go to the magic box and, um, they... They're setting up, like, the way to mm-hmm. basically get rid of Toth's spell and, uh... And, um, like, the two, like, Goofus and Gallon are really kind of, like, getting... They're vibing. Yeah, they're vibing. vibing. And, uh, Anya's like, well, uh, can we just wait one night to, uh, (laughs) undo this spell? Because, like, she flat out says she wants to have sex with both of them. Yeah, she literally just says, I can take them home. She she starts out like she's gonna be coy, but then, like, midway through, like, decides, no, I'm just gonna tell them I want to take the boys home. All three of us have sex together, and then we yeah. slap them back together yeah, in the morning. I love it. I love it because that is Anya. It's so Anya. Yeah. It, um, and and one of the Xanders is like, she's kidding. And the other one's like, no, she absolutely <laughs> is not. Because um, if there's one thing that Anya likes pretty much more than anything else, it is sex with Xander. Yep. Um, and two for the price of one. <laughs> Uh, and Giles is like, let's get on with it and pretend we didn't hear any of the sex talk. <laughs> and, um, and so they're, uh, they're getting ready and I can't remember what the prompt, what they say, but, um, they're like, uh, or someone's like, what if it doesn't work? And both Sanders go, kill us both, Spock! <laughs> uh, to which point Buffy's like, um... They're kind of acting the same now. To which Giles replies with that hilarious line, but also I think it's a line that's very funny but has a lot of poignancy to it, is that Giles is clearly a bad influence on himself. Yeah, Xander's a bad influence on himself. 
So was Giles back in the day. Uh, yeah, Xander's clearly a bad influence on himself, which is a very funny line, but also, like... Pretty true. I think true. Like, I think Xander is the one who is largely the one who's keeping himself down. A lot of that is coming from, you know, traumatic experiences he's ex- he's gone through in his whole life. I, once again, wish the show would connect that thread better to this, but it's fine. Um... Especially since they bring it up in this episode, but really it's only there as a motivation for Xander to look for an apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also could have used that more as a exploration of who Xander is. But yeah. anyway, they put him in the pentagram and Willow explains that it's really not going to be hard. Their natural state is to be together. It's the spell that's doing all the work. She just needs to break it, which she does by saying... Let the spell be broken. <laughs> yeah, and Xander's like, um, ridiculous. But it is broken. Uh, much to Anya's chagrin. She liked it better the other way. Yep. So they, uh, so then the next day, uh, they start moving, uh, Xander's stuff out of the, out of the basement. So he's gonna go be an adult. Yay! And he, and I will say, he is much better dressed. Yes. In this scene. I noticed that too. I, because it was still in... The style that he usually dresses in, yeah, it's still in. like it's still the um, the button up over the uh, right. over the t shirt, but, but it, it fits, it, it matches, yes. Um, and he's combed his hair like the way Gallant Xander does, so we're seeing visually a better marriage of Xander's self, mm-hmm. um, which I like that, um, and I do think that this better version of Xander, for the most part. It's going to be the Xander we stick with. Um, that doesn't mean that Xander's not-so-great qualities won't appear every once in a while, but... Um, He's going to tell some bad jokes. Yeah. Um, Inappropriate jokes. Yeah. But uh, Anya has her has her sling off. She's, she's awesome. Uh, and uh, Xander asks her to maybe help. With the boxes, like everyone else is doing, and she's like, oh, "Buffy has superpowers. Why don't we just load her up? Load like her one up, of those little horses. <laughs> one of those little horses." Uh, and the episode ends with uh, this heart to heart between Xander and Riley, which basically Riley tells Xander that you know he is totally, completely, one hundred percent in love with Buffy. He's the luckiest man in the world. All this. And she doesn't love him back. And Sanders is kind of awestruck by that. Oh, and... no. <laughs> Whatever shall we do? Yeah, and it, it's... That comes across... Wow, that makes me sound like an asshole. No, but um... it is. It's, it's meant to be... It really is meant to be... Like, we're supposed to be like, oh, no. But it's like... Just like the scene in the car. We're just not invested. And it's... Um, and I, I at least appreciate that this does seem to be the show saying this relationship doesn't work, mm-hmm. um, and starting to move it into a direction where they're examining that, where that journey will lead. Who can say? Stay it's tuned. A, it, it's an interesting episode to drop a hint about that in, but I guess. Well, I think they. I think it's nice that they tie it into Xander's story here because he kind of expresses that jealousy of their relationship. Gotcha. And, um, and maybe like, and you know, that could be a statement overall. Just like, yeah, it's so easy for us to like look at somebody else's relationship and be like, oh man, you guys have it all worked out, but you don't, 
you don't know every detail of that relationship. Exa- oh, yeah, exactly. And I think also that's just good writing to, you know, tie your characters' stories together and have them, you know, observe each other's experiences and learn from them. And um, so, you know, to, to introduce this thread here about Riley and Buffy's relationship, um, but also tying it into Xander's storyline is, I mean, it just... It makes the world a little richer, even though I don't give a shit about Buffy and Riley's relationship. <laughs> like, if this were a relationship I was really invested in, um, then, like, it, it would be better. But um, but I don't think conceptually that idea is the wrong... It's, it's the right instinct. It's just the wrong character. Yep. Um, yeah, that is... Uh, that's the replacement. The replacement. Uh, this is a it's a good episode. It's got some fun stuff in it. Um and it's got really good uh character development for uh for Xander. Um I think it's a step down in quality from um our first two really strong episodes of the season. Um but um not terrible. Not terrible at all. Uh gives Nicholas Brendan a good spotlight. Um uh which and, you know, by nature of being a Xander episode means that Anya gets to do a lot of stuff, too, <laughs> which I am always about yep. more Anya. And and Anya, and Anya's stuff in this episode in particular, I think, really shines. Uh, both her funny moments and the um, more, um, more dramatic emotional beats she gets to play. And I'm really glad now that Emma Caulfield is a regular and this character is being featured more that we get to, we're getting to see uh, her play a more nuanced version of Anya than what we got, what we've gotten before mm-hmm. um, because she's really fucking good at it. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to give this episode, you know, it gets dragged down a bit by the Buffy Riley stuff. Um, uh, I'm gonna give it three Snoopy dances out of five. Yeah, I think um, I think this episode's about as middle of the road as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the good qualities, but uh, honestly, found it boring at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, like the yeah, just like the the show realizing that Buff that Riley is just kind of like his big old boring guy mm-hmm. he's got the charisma of a mailbox yep. um yeah it's just and also surprisingly for a jane espenson written episode i feel like a lot of the jokes kind of fall flat mm-hmm. and i mean it's buffy there are lots of jokes flying and when the when the joke ratio when it's noticeable that like you, it seems like you got more clunkers than laughs it um it kind of sticks out so, um, but I, I still think there's good stuff in it. Um, I think that it's, I think it's a very effective way of working with Xander's character, yeah. which is like, obviously a lot harder to do, uh, cause he's a little more removed from the supernatural stuff than obviously Buffy and Willow are. So, um, yeah, middle of the road, 2.5 out of 5, uh, Blonde dumpster wigs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, oh, gay agenda this week. Um, it's how about queer agenda? 
and uh, the threesome. Well, I was thinking <laughs> maybe it was the threesome, but I once again just have to go with my own horniness. Okay. When Giles is fighting Toth. Okay. With a fertility statue. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just so horny for Giles all the time, and I think this season in particular is a really good horny Giles season. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. That's what I got. All right. Um, check us out. All right. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel Season 2, Episode 3, First Impressions. Mm-hmm. Which, if I remember correctly, features Gun a lot. All right. I'm down um, with that. I think that's that episode. I can get down with that sickness. Yeah. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. Uh, that's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. I also write a blog, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com, where I write about a different horror film every week. This week, I cannot remember what I'm covering. <laughs> Great. I forgot to look at the schedule before I... Rest record. assured, it is a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> um, although I do believe I have a non-horror coming up soon, because one of these months is a, is a five-weeker, and I do... I do a non-horror film if there's five weeks in the month on the fifth week. Um, right. Unless it's a theme a month. Okie doke. I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij 357 and on Twitter at just plain old yamij. And you can find us on Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. That and is spelled out A-N-D. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm-hmm. And each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we're highlighting Habitat for Humanity because Xander got a new home. Uh, Habitat for Humanity. Also, he works in construction. Oh yeah, actually, that is the reason I chose it was the construction angle. Oh my god. <laughs> Only glass of wine I've had today. <laughs> Habitat for Humanity is a global nonprofit housing uh, global nonprofit housing organization working in local communities across all fifty states in the U.S. and in approximately seventy countries. Habitat's vision is of a world where everyone has a decent place to live. Habitat works toward that vision by building strength, stability, and self reliance in partnership with families in need of, of decent and affordable housing. Habitat homeowners help build their homes alongside volunteers and pay an affordable mortgage. Visit www.habitat.org for more information. I actually uh, did a Habitat uh, for Humanity build one time. Cool. They did um, um, a bunch of us at the Kentucky Center uh, went and did a build one day. And it was uh, very hard work, um, uh, a lot of fun, and uh, very fulfilling. And also... This guy I worked with, who's like super hot, who had a massive crush on, was also doing it. And I was like, oh no, we're doing sweaty construction together. Sometimes you're a little too horny for your own good. I don't know. I'm, per- <laughs> I'm perfectly horny the way I am. Fair enough. Um, with all that being said, go slay. And be gay. At Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> Bye.